Season 2, Episode 134b, the Sadducees ask him a puzzling question about the resurrection. The question they ask is called a conundrum, a question that on the surface doesn't look like it has an answer, uh, probably a stock conundrum, according to A.T. Robertson, that the Sadducees had often propounded to discomfort the Pharisees. The Sadducees don't believe in the resurrection, so they use this question. And the Pharisees believe in the resurrection, but they don't believe in Jesus Christ as the Savior. They're, they're fair, you see. They're, if you're trusting in your works to get to heaven, you fit the definition of a Pharisee. You're, you're fair you're in your own eyes. A.T. Robertson uh, left us that note in uh, probably a stock conundrum that the Sadducees had often propounded to discomfort the Pharisees, and now he's brought into their argument, Christ is, and they're happy for a short time. But uh, A.T. Robertson, in according to him, this is in the court of the temple on what I call Palm Tuesday or the Tuesday after of, of the Passion Week, uh, probably what more people call it, uh, the day of controversy, more teachings done here by Jesus, recorded teaching by Jesus to his disciples than any other day. Um, we're going to take a look. We've already looked at this conundrum in Mark and Matthew. That was the last episode, 134a. And this is uh, 14 verses in Luke. And again, I divide this up so I can fit the passage, the scripture, because I think that's what's really important is, is uh, reading along as I read the scripture. And uh, so here we go. Um, based on A.T. Robertson's A Harmony of the Gospels for Students, Life of Christ, copyright 1922, over 100 years ago, it is public domain according to the laws of the Congress has recently passed. Um, C.I. Schofield, Schofield Reference Bible, copyright 1909, which is also 100 years old. And the Schofield, he uses the Schofield, I mean the King James Version of the Bible's copyright 1611, which is over 400 years and public domain everywhere except in, I'm going to say England. But uh, anyway, I'm not sure how their copyrights are written, but especially when they're 400 years old. Anyway, uh, Rick Meyer's eSword, I recommend that. Free Bible study app for PCs. It's free for the P for your personal computer. It costs, as far as I know, around two bucks for your phone. If you have an iPhone, I'm not sure if it works on an Android or not, but uh, I should look that up, but I haven't. All right, um, BibleHub.com, commentary online is my commentary that answers the questions that I ask, uh, which I don't know the answer to, and that's why I'm asking somebody else for their opinion. Anyway, uh, I find them credible. And also BibleProject.com, I use that when I reference a book or read a chapter of a book or teach a book. I go and I, I, I take a look at that for myself. I, I don't have the ability to show you videos here, uh, so I'm just going to go with uh, telling you what it says. Anyway, um, we're in Jerusalem and will be for the rest of Christ's physical life on earth. 
uh, his spiritual life begins with the resurrection and uh, he gets a new body and he can come and go and be seen and we'll get a new body when we need one. My wife doesn't need one right now. She's after the body present with the Lord. The Lord's a spirit. It must be worshiped in sincerity and truth and she doesn't need a body but she will and uh, when she comes back and if I die before the rapture then I'll need a new body. If I live to the rapture and am and caught up into heaven uh, we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. That's First uh, Thessalonians, if I'm not mistaken. I know it's the Apostle Paul. I know it's. I don't know if it's First or Second Thessalonians. I think it's First Thessalonians. Caught up, and we are which the dead in Christ shall rise first. That's physically. She's not waiting in the grave. She's after the body present with the Lord, but she'll be reunited with a, a body so she can interface with human beings here on earth. I think like Christ had a, needed a new body come back. He said, don't touch me. I've not yet risen the Father. He wanted to take, lead captivity captive. All the people in paradise he led to heaven. To all the believers that their faith was counted for righteousness. Or they asked and God said, okay, you got it. Can I, can I have, remember me as the thief on the cross said, you could do that in the quietness of your own mind. God, I believe, helped on my unbelief. God, I believe in Jesus Christ. Help my unbelief. God, give me eternal life. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. All right, we're in part 11, the last public ministry in Jerusalem of Christ. And I said that it ends on 138, it ends on 137. So we've got, starting with the next episode, we've got 135, 136, 137, and 138. And then 139 will begin Jesus in the Shadows for 14 episodes, and then followed by part 13 of A.T. Robinson's 14 parts uh, called Good Friday, and which ends with the crucifixion of Christ. And then part 14, and again, every time I read 14, I always say that without this part, there would have been no uh, New Testament, in my opinion. Uh, the Gospel writers wouldn't have written it if they hadn't seen the risen Savior. They were eyewitnesses of His Majesty, Peter says. Uh, resurrection, appearances, and ascension of Christ into heaven. And as He was caught up into heaven, so shall He return. We'll take a look at Daniel's eyewitness account of that. Uh, well, not exactly the same kind of eye. We'll see when we get there. All right. Um, Episode 134 was the Sadducees asked him a puzzling question about the resurrection, uh, which we looked at in, in what I called 134a, and now we're going to take a look at it in Luke in 14 verses in 134b. Um, but I like to, to, to touch on these verses because they're good, solid eschatology verses, New Testament, Old Testament. New Testament, Old Testament. All right, um, four verses we're going to take a look at. Revelation 6, 9 through 10. In heaven, near the end of the tribulation. I would say uh, you could almost use the uh, preposition at as opposed to the preposition near. Uh, I think he's standing up to do this. And 144,000 asked this question verse 9 of Revelation 6 
And when he, Jesus, had opened the fifth seal, he was the only one found worthy to open the seals, I, John, the writer of this gospel, saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held, and they cried with a loud voice. So this is taking place in heaven. These are at the foot of God, these 144,000. Verse 10, And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Now, you might have a problem with that. I personally don't. Uh, they were slaughtered. Uh, they're unbelievers that, that did it. And uh, they're going to... Whosoever should keep the whole law and yet offend in one point is guilty of all. So we're all guilty of all. So you can say these were the most horrible people that ever lived. There's been some horrible people that lived, that's for sure. But... Uh, Anyway, these guys are asking for God to avenge their blood. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Anyway, uh, upon his return, which I think is imminent, as we read these prophetic verses, uh, he is going to uh, cast them, the sheep and the goats, the goats are cast in the lake of fire for a thousand years, and then there'll be the the great white throne judgment for I think degrees of punishment in hell for eternity and you, you know you could be with God or you could be without God it's your choice you can condemn yourself uh, he that believeth on him John chapter 3 verse 36 he that believeth on him is not condemned he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God so if you're, you don't blame God for condemning you, you condemned yourself because you didn't put faith, the grain of a mustard seed, in Jesus Christ. And just watch it grow. Tell people you're going to heaven when you die, and they're going to... I made some word with you the first time you say it, but if you... A little bit of faith, I think you'll be able to make that leap to 100%. I made it as soon as that, I agreed with that girl. If I never see you again, I'll see you in heaven. I said, you're right. And I, boom, I was like the parachute opened above my head. All right, uh, Daniel chapter 7, verse 13. I, Daniel, saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man, that's Christ's favorite name for himself, came with the clouds of heaven. I think this is the first heaven. This is the atmosphere where they saw him go up. The angel said you'll see him come back in like manner in Acts. I think we're going to take a look at that here at the end of this uh A.T. Robertson's Harmony of the Gospel, Life of Christ. It ends with his ascension into heaven. And came the Ancient of Days, Christ, and they, that's all the believers from Adam to the very last one that died uh, prior to them returning, they brought Christ near before him. They brought the Son of Man near before the Ancient of Days. And uh, then they have the... uh, sheep and the goats and the sheep said you know the the goat said when did we see you hungry and thirsty and he, and he said he did it on the least of these my brethren these 144,000 under my throne here at the foot of my throne that are calling for vengeance uh, you did it unto me and then the, the believers the sheep said 
when did we see you hungry? And he said the same thing to them. You did it on the least of these, you did it unto me. That's not how they're getting into heaven. They're getting into heaven because they believe in Jesus Christ. I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. He's showing the man plucked them out of my hand. He's talking, Jesus is talking about John 10, 28. He's talking about his sheep, the good shepherd passage. John chapter 10. Read that. Uh, take a look at 3.28. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all. No man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Know ye therefore that they which are, Galatians 3.7, bringing in Father Abraham here. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And we can call Abraham our father. Again, he's not Jewish. He's the father of the Arabs and the Jews. The Jews through um, Jacob, whose name was changed to, to Israel, and through his other sons. Uh, uh, Jacob's twin brother Esau, who's leader of uh, another nation. Um, then uh, you got Isaac and Ishmael, who is a, a direct descendant of, of Abraham, also the father of Arabs. The Arabs are children of, it, of, of Abraham. Know ye therefore, and so are we, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. Know ye therefore that they were spiritual children of Abraham, which is a whole lot more important than physical. What's going on in the Middle East, in my opinion, is a civil war. All right, they don't want to talk about that, but it's their children of Abraham. Look at it. It's That's just quote-unquote science. Anyway, Zechariah 9.9 talks about Palm Sunday, so a little more eschatology, more prophecy. Um, we're on Palm Tuesday, so three days earlier, uh, Zechariah's prophecy was uh, came to pass. Rejoice greatly, Zechariah 9.9, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just, and having salvation, lowly, or humble, and riding upon a donkey, and upon the, a colt, the foal of a donkey. Okay, now we're going to take a look at Luke's take in Luke chapter 20, verses, uh, 20, verses 27 through 40, 14 verses. Uh, we're going to take a look at the conundrum that's been asked by the Sadducees uh, one more time. And uh, again, uh, as one of the great Bible teachers of, of my early life said, uh, repetition is theological mucilage. Uh, it makes it stick so I anyway he was a great uh, teacher of of, uh, of things that in the eschatology things that were going to happen in the end times okay uh, Luke chapter 20 verse 27 then came to him certain of the Sadducees Sadducees are sad, you see, because they don't believe in a resurrection. They believe in annihilation. That's what, what modern theologians call it. If you don't believe in life after death, you believe in annihilation. 
which deny that there is any resurrection. And they asked him, Jesus, the Sadducees asked Jesus, saying, Master, Moses wrote unto us, back in Exodus, if, and Leviticus, and the first five books of the Bible, he wrote the first five books of the Bible, but he wasn't, he was born at the beginning of Exodus. But anyway, if any man's brother die, having a wife, in other words, leaving a widow, without children, and he die without children, so his wife has no children, that his brother should take his wife and raise up seed unto his brother. And I think mostly to take care of the wife, because being a widow, at least you have you know kids to help you. And I think it was Jewish uh, um, social security. Anyway, verse 29. And there, there were therefore seven brethren. So now they're going to stretch it out to seven. I don't know if they were born a year apart or what. They had big families back in those days. But anyway, I don't think there were seven brethren. But I wasn't there. I don't know. So again, normally if it doesn't have names, it does quote Moses here. But it could be true. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to argue that point. There were therefore seven brethren that first took a wife. And died without children. The first of the seven brethren took a wife and died without children. We already established that. Verse 30. And the second took her to wife. And he died childless. Okay, two down, five to go. And the third took her. And in like manner, the seven also. And they left no children and died. So she was married to seven brethren and never had a child with any of them. The last, last of all, the woman died also. Therefore, in the resurrection, which they don't believe in, whose wife of them is she? For the seven had her to wife. And here's the, just the best answer. If I, You know, I have questions that I can't answer, but I'll tell you, you can find them in the Word of God. Let's uh, take a look at verse 34. Jesus answered and said unto them, the Sadducees that were questioning him, the children of this world marry and are given in marriage. But they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain that world and the resurrection from the dead, the first death, separation from your body, the second death, that's the separation from God. But those counted worthy are those that have trusted Christ as their Savior. For God hath made him to be sent for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him by faith. Abraham believed God and was counted unto him for righteousness. He believed God so much that his son was going to be in the line of Christ. He thought, it tells us in Hebrews chapter 11, that Moses, uh, that Abraham thought that Isaac was the Messiah and that God, if he killed him, would raise him from the dead and God stopped him. I think everybody knows the story of Abraham and Isaac and God stopping him. Anyway, all right, uh, verse 35. But they which be accounted worthy to obtain the world and the resurrection from the dead, in other words, eternal life, neither marry nor are given in marriage. We're just not, marriage is not 
a dispensation of uh, heaven. It's not a gift. It's not like it was here on earth. Or given in marriage. Verse 36, neither can they die anymore. Again, there's, there's the first death and there's the second death. The first death is separation from the body. No big deal. Unless you get the second death right away, which is eternal separation from God. That's not good. Neither can they, that's the one you should be worried about, is the second death, not the first death. Neither can they die anymore physically or they are or spiritually if they were if they were believers in Jesus Christ they are equal and I looked that word up and it, there's not a Greek word that means equal here it's more like a prefix uh, with the word angels attached to it and so it's just that's a translator's uh, a synonym there in the Greek lexicon uh, Again, it's 400 years old, King James Bible. Uh, for they are equal unto the angels. Not in every respect, but in the respect of marriage, they are. In the context of what's being discussed here, they are equal to, they're not given in marriage. And are the children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. We are the children of faith. Abraham, Genesis 3.7. By faith, all the believers are justified. Anyway, go back and look at Genesis, uh, Galatians 3, 7. And are the children of God being the children of the resurrection? Okay, so they, they receive that in their second birth. Born once, die twice. Die physically and die spiritually. Separated from your body and separated from God. I think at death. And while if you're born twice, you'll only die physically. And at that death, you will be absent from the body. And quicker than you can say, A.T. Robertson, you will be in heaven. Absent body, present with the Lord. I don't think there's any time gap there. Absent, present with the Lord. He can do that. Especially spiritually speaking. Now that... Now that the dead are raised, even Moses showed at the bush. So they're, they're saying, Moses said this, and now he's saying, well, Moses said this. And according to them, if there's no resurrection, then, then God is the God of the dead, not the God of the living. That's Jesus' point here. Verse 37, now that the dead are raised, even Moses showed at the bush, story that everyone's familiar with, the calling of Moses to lead Israel out of Egypt, the burning bush. When he calleth, when Moses called the Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, which came long before Moses. Verse 38, for he, God, is not a God of the dead, but of the living. For all live unto him. Because of him, 
uh, live for him preposition I uh, can kick your pick your preposition there for all live unto him verse 39 and certain of the scribes because this is a little battle between the scribes and the Pharisees so they're Pharisees are trying to kill two birds with one stone prove their point that there's no resurrection and uh, kill Christ because they thought he couldn't answer this question because but this is a Bible question and he gave you a Bible answer certain of the scribes came and said master the house well said he's the God of the living there the dead in Christ shall rise you gotta just take a look at a conundrum and it'll disappear verse 40 and after that, they durst not ask him any question at all. Now, when I read that, I'm a little, uh, episode 35, 36, 37, and 38, four more episodes. I wonder what we talk about. But they, they maybe the Sadducees is the they there. I think the Sadducees are done. They got a, an answer that the Pharisees, or at least one Pharisee, and certain of the scribes answering said, well, more than just, maybe some of them became believers. I would hope so. Some of the scribes there, or the Pharisees. <clears throat> and after that, they durst not ask Jesus any question at all. That would be the Sadducees, I think, because the Pharisees are going to ask him a question in the next episode. Because the next episode is season two, episode 135, Lord willing. Could come back tonight, or I could drop dead tonight and be asked for body praying with the Lord tonight. I don't know. Season 2, episode 135, the Pharisees rejoice over the rout. Now this is this is A.T. Robertson's words, okay? He wrote it, you know, he did all the work. I like to give him a little screen time here. The Pharisees rejoice over the rout of the Sadducees, the, the logical argument of the Sadducees. And a Pharisaic lawyer asks Jesus a legal question. So obviously the Pharisees are going to take their shot at him. And that's coming up in the next episode, which is also only 14 verses long. It's Mark, uh, 14 verses in Mark chapter 12 and 14 verses in Matthew chapter 22. And I will say adios to God. I hope you're going because I am to God, and via condios, go with God, I'm indwelt by the Holy Spirit, I go everywhere with Him, I hope I make Him happy, I, I know I don't always, uh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to be diligent, hardworking, dogged, but sometimes I'm just too tired, or things come up and, and I don't get things done, but anyway, I want to I wanna work on that, so if you want to pray for me, pray that I will be more diligent. And I'm sure you could use that too. All right. Adios and vaya con Dios.